Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Noka Podcast, where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, Tykeables has a new diaper, plus I sit down with a pup that exemplifies black excellence in kink in honor of Black History Month. This week in Newsies News, in celebration of Tykeables' ninth birthday, the company has re-released a fixed printed version of the unicorn diapers. Currently, the diaper comes in medium and large, and XL size will be made available in early April, according to the Tykeables website. It's a four-tape plastic back diaper. Shipping is expected to begin in late March. I will have a link to the diaper in the show notes. This week in Newsies Nook, February is Black History Month in the United States, a time to honor the triumphs and struggles of African Americans. This week, I sit down with a pup that, to me, exemplifies black excellence. Pup Kenso holds the title of Mr. Eagle New York City 2022. He is a leatherman and a diaper boy, and he is always giving back to those communities. In our conversation, we talk about the state of racism in those communities, black-on-black racism, Loving Yourself, and a preview of his upcoming event, Pup Kenzo's one-year anniversary Littles Party. You have been traveling the country, you've been working hard, you've been going to different events, and you probably have a very wide-angle look at both the ABDL community, you have a wide-angle look at both the leather community because you are very involved in both. How do you say both those communities are doing when it comes to racism? Hmm. I feel like we're definitely have gotten better because more people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. But in the aspects of action speaks louder than words, I don't think we're quite understanding the prevalence of it yet and what i mean by that is just like um for example you will see people on social media that would just put like oh blm 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 hashtag blm like okay cool but where are you when you're in the where are you when shit is going down or how are you supporting people of color or how are how are you what what's up with your friends like a majority like people need to see like a lot of people I've told a lot of friends that um when it comes to people's friends group people need to realize their surroundings especially like realizing that hey we're here too in the room you know what I mean right so what I'm hearing is there's a lot of bark not a lot of bite when it comes to being supportive, um, how could you be a better ally? How could you be a better supportive person to your to your black kinksters? By one, letting us have our space and letting us be be black and be one hundred percent us, but we're in the room. I think that's one thing. Two, I think um, letting us. Um, supporting our events and just 
coming through our events when we especially like us people of color when we have um events that we throw and we we need more support in order for us to just be there sometimes we just we just need a little bit more people and to come support and just be there all i could just say is just we want we just want and just be truly understanding of just who we are as just black folks and why we are the way we are and other people are different you know what i mean Right. You bring up and you said, you know, let us have our space. So in the L.A. area, there was I can't remember her name, but she was she did a a kink event and she wrote in a very nice way. She was like, I kind of just only want people of color at this event. I want to create a space where it is my fellow people of color. Yeah, She's like it's not racist. It's not. I'm excluding. It's just she wanted to be surrounded by fellow people of color, and she got so much visual backlash. It was like that is that is racism. That's reverse racism. And I was like, no, I can kind of understand that. I can kind of. It's the same way with like kinks, right? Like you want to be surrounded by your fellow kinksters, and I can only imagine, you know, you want to be surrounded by people who know, who know you on a different level. Right. Or even in that aspect, play with play and know how to do care on a different level, because how I play with uh, black folks is not the same as how I play with white folks. And just because white folks leave marks that you can see doesn't mean that all the marks that you'll see on me are visible. So like when um, when it comes to space, it's it's very prevalent that um, black um, that POCs have their have a separate space as well because not in the in the kick world the kick world is a very very white dominated world and for us to just provide for us to just have a space where we all look alike it gives us an opportunity to believe that we are there are more than us than we actually assume that there are and that we can actually be we can actually surround ourselves with people who could understand and better take care of ourselves when we're interacting in that interpret environment and what it looks like for us to love ourselves in that environment because we grow in a society where when we look at kink and bdsm we look at white dominance right right <laughs> no you bring up a good point so do, do you would you say that there is a lack of poc spaces I feel like there is a lack of um, POC spaces because one one is POC people are looking at that uh, people people POC are looking at kinksters like oh that's just some white people shit right there and I'm not gonna I'm not about to let this man hit me like there and especially with for black folks like myself there mm-hmm. is a lot of trauma that comes onto that like for example if let's let's go back to like impact play. A lot, I know a lot of Black people that I know are not into impact play because of the fact of whipping reminds them of slavery and or how they, uh, how parents, how POC parents disciplined them at home and stuff like that. And not even just um, Black folks, but just white folks too. Um, we break down, uh, what I usually do is I break down the stereotype. Uh, the stereotypes and I show them that it's not really that bad before they actually go try it on to the film like get your feet wet before you actually hop into the pool it's, it's a it's a journey to get there but once you let go and you're um, and 
once you once you just let go and just enjoy that moment and the space to churn, then you'll be fine. So second question I wanted to ask you is you put on a lot of events. I mean, you put on, I want to say almost all of the New York events that I know of. So how do you create, how do you create a space that is welcoming to everyone or at least open to everyone? How do you go about doing that? By making people feel like that no matter what, they could just be comfortably who they are. I, I Every single event that I've thrown, I've thrown with all the love and cherishments of my heart. And I've been doing events for well over now five plus years with um, my other leather family. And um, with, with, the, with the ultimate of our, my heart, I always put the standpoints of when we enter in a space, where we show our humanity first before we actually show who we um who our kinks are. So I'm not going to introduce myself as Kenzo, the person who's wearing a diaper, or Kenzo, Mr. Ego. I'm just Kenzo, the person that you're going to talk to, and we're going to be friends, and we're going to get each other, we're going to get comfortable with one another, and we're going to enjoy that moment. And if we're not comfortable, that's okay. We'll work our way to step by step to make sure that we're also comfortable in the room. And I think what even makes it even more better is New York City is full of uh, full of people and full of diversity and a lot of people. And it's small, but a lot of people know each other within our group. So everyone talks to everyone, which talks to everyone, which talks to everyone. And once we get everybody together and what makes it even better is the sponsors that help back us up. They they make it they they don't stamp the approval of just be like, hey, this is legit, this is everything, and this is how we're supporting too. Makes us so much healthier and comfortable for people to know that this is an event that I can actually go to, and pe- I think it will actually be beneficial for me. And it's been the best service throughout my tenures in my BDSM ABDL leather journey, is just being able to just provide that space for just um littles abdls and caregivers to just openly and be freely themselves and just understand that it is okay to just let go and just be it is okay we're here for you so one thing that, that you brought up that struck a chord with me is you know i grew up in la so my queer area was west hollywood and growing up i was a very i will say chubby kid and so going to queer spaces in West Hollywood, I felt the fat phobia so much. And I know it's something that I hear, I see it on Twitter sometimes where it's like, oh, like people don't want to talk to me because, cause, cause they, you know, cause I'm fat and stuff. How do you, how do you, how do you fight that phobia? How do you, how do you, how do you fight that phobia of not wanting to take off your shirt and showing your sexy harness and, or, you know, taking off your pants and showing your sexy jockstrap where, when you might be feeling like, hmm, crap, maybe I'm fat. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm going to be real with you. I've been in that period. Of, I've been in that period of time currently right now myself because of the fact that, um, 
I recently gained about like 40 pounds recently. And so I haven't been really posting like pictures of my body. And like, I would look at myself and sometimes get a little bit self-conscious. But then the magic powers of Beyonce and Lizzo just pop (laughs) to my ears and just be like, no, bitch. (laughs) No, bitch. You're fabulous. You're fierce. And nobody will dare fuck with you. So you better put on that face. You better put on your crown. You better step out and step out walking because you are here for a reason. And you just get out there and just keep it rolling because you are beautiful. And I think that's what makes me feel confident that even even in the worst days when I feel like I can't, I can't even look at myself, like I I would try my hardest to just push myself to make myself look good and feel good so when when i leave um i i just feel like i could conquer everything even if i'm feeling like shit or i look like shit which that never happens because baby i'm gorgeous (laughs) you are gorgeous um yeah i I think another part of that at least what i had to kind of come to terms with in a piece of advice that really helped me was someone was like you are someone else's sexy, right? Like, like in a room of in a room of let's say West Hollywood twinks, and I'm not categorizing West Hollywood twinks. It's just an example. But in a, in a room full of twinks, there may be someone there that thinks you're really hot. Yeah. And, and someone told me that, and I kind of always take that with me when I go into a new space because I'm always self conscious of of my own image. It's just something that I'm constantly thinking about is my own image. And when I heard that, heard that piece of advice of just like, just picture of you being here is important because you are someone else's sexy in this moment. And I was like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Like you have to show up to be someone else's sexy. Yeah. Or even then your own sexy. Your own sexy. Right. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Because baby, I know I'm sexy. A lot of us do know I were, uh, a lot of us, a lot. A lot of sexy people don't know that they're sexy unless someone tells them they're sexy. And my thing is, like, sure, a lot of people could come and tell me that I'm sexy, but why can I not feel sexy if I can't feel sexy? Like, I want to know I'm sexy by looking at myself and saying, man, I'll fuck me too. And I know that's a conceited type of way, but baby, if I want to feel that way, let me feel it. You know what? You should just wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'd fuck me. Ah, oh, you know what I mean? And Beyonce, let me tell you, and I'm sorry if you get read about this, but this Renaissance album has been giving me. She said, I wake up in the morning, look so good because what? She is on that hoe. And oh my goodness. Ah, that's how everyone should wake up. Everyone should wake up and just be like, I am on this. This is the day. This is the time. Yeah. Even if the sex, even if your sexiness is like not sexy, but like I'm gonna wake up and just go for it. Like that's sexy, you know? Yeah, especially since now with the dawn of Twitter, I have I am definitely one of those people that like I don't need to see the 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 production house versions of porn. I love the I don't know. Twitter has given me all the homemade porn I've ever wanted, and I've always thought homemade porn is sexy. Totally. So when I find all these like these like cute boys that are like, I think I'm doing something sexy. I think it's so hot. 
You know why? Because it's so raw. It's so real. Yeah. Like with with online porn, like I don't get this fabricated um I don't get this fabricated reality fantasy that that regular um homemade porn just gets me. Like for example, I saw I went I saw this one porn um I think like 2 days ago was and somebody was doing a bondage scene where there was the 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 best part of it all was just the fact that they showed the negotiation and they went from the negotiation process to actually doing the scene and that was the one that just had me hard as a rock right there because just the way they role played together into the negotiation and he was just a little boy just getting bondaged up oh my goodness it was so sexy and uh he was bounding him up and then he was doing the rope scene and he was he was tied up on the rope he was suspended up and then he was getting fucked as he was doing that and then he let him go and then he shoved his dick down his throat and then and it, was, it was just a lot but it was just phenomenal Ugh. you like retweet forever you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you know it, i feel like for and it was and it was a homemade porn too which which was even more fantastic because a lot of a lot of porn from my from my experience of watching um like you get you get the beginning middle end but sometimes you want to see a little bit more of the background and just a little bit much more of the gritty and yeah. i don't know yes i think i'm very piggish and gritty when it comes to that <laughs> same all uh, right back to back to it back to a what I'll call a more serious, serious conversation is, mm -hmm. you know, we just recently had um, that black man who was killed by those other black police officers. And it brought up a conversation, at least in, in the newsroom I work in, is black on black racism and how it's not, and how it's not talked about often a lot within the general wide range media. And so my question to you is, have you ever experienced black on black racism within kink spaces yeah uh yeah actually um this actually brings me it brings me to uh, a one portion of uh, my trip that i recently had mm -hmm. um there was a gentleman that i was surrounded by um it was we was at a bar and was, i was surrounded by a couple of babies and i'm just and it was just like oh so cute so cute so cute and he looks me up and down and his eyes just widen and he just rolls his eyes and he looks at every, uh, the other white babies and he's just like so cute so cute so cute so cute and i was super stoned at the moment but i caught it and i was just like oh okay and i walked away like granted you have what you have but at the same time you're not gonna knock me because i'm not what you expect and i'm not your specialty um but in terms of the in terms of the the age in the communities as well, personally, I've always saw that black folks in our community will always stick by with black folks in our community, and it's because we have least of a space within our community to have us just be divided, and when we are divided, um. It's usually like we come back and usually we unite. Mm. But 
from my from my experiences, um, I don't see a lot of like the division within each within each other. Um, the only time I see the division is just like when someone just needs to just like when somebody like for example, there was a there was a guy that I knew. He was he was he was born as a white kid. So a lot a lot of people were like oh ah, he's not, he's just that little black white boy or something like that. And mm. it's just like damn, like. Like, just because he doesn't know some aspects of our culture that we don't know doesn't mean that he should be excluded of his blackness. Like, he is still black. No matter if the if the police stop him, he is still black. So um, I think that's, we, we've gotten as a as black community, we've gotten very much better at it. Personally, I haven't seen a lot of black on black crime because of that, but there is there is a there is a um, an amount of it hmm. that happens yeah i was just i was just curious just because of all the recent events in the news and stuff it, it it's something that i don't that i don't see talked about a lot and so i definitely wanted to get your get your input on it yeah um so recently you know even though you know kink is all fun it's sex it's sexy you know, we all get off on it. There are some prejudices that do roll in, right? Whether it's it's ageism, whether it's racism, whether it's anti-Semitism, you know, these prejudices do exist in kink spaces. So my question to you is how do we build a less prejudice? How do we build a less prejudiced kink, kink community? How do we do that? By teaching ourselves to not be prejudiced and to understand the people who have less than us or give to the community that has less than us. Like for example, at all of our events, we're constantly giving out free diapers because everybody should be able to come in and just not be able to worry if they don't have any or not. Mm. So, we always provide something and a lot of events either they're are, a lot of events are free events because a lot of people can't afford to come to like a, the Littles party. Uh, or if they can't afford to come to the Littles party, they come talk to myself or um, Smitten and then it is what it is. But we we have to just break that step. We have to break that prejudice, that prejudice down into like, it's like no more. Like everybody belongs in a space, a safe space for some of us is a safe space for none of us. And we should be able to treat everyone and every one as equal. And when they enter the space, no matter whom, who or whom they identify as. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially since I recently went to, you know, living in Santa Barbara, there's not a lot of gay people. So I always I always find it so fascinating when I see like these little these little myths between between gay people, which, you know, that's totally fair. You can have an argument with someone. But in but in my head, I'm always like, there's so little of us. Why? Mm -hmm. have the, why have these such huge divisions? And it's the same thing with I'm with kink communities, right? It's like, yes, it might seem like there's a lot of us, but like in actuality, there's there's not so why ha why have all these prejudices and why have all these arguments or my thing 
my thing is, why can't you be appreciative of the fact that we have a space of, or we have something that years ago we will be arrested for? Mm -hmm. Because the fact that we, but the fact that it's there, like just because, for, exa for example, I always, when it comes to the ABDL community, or just the age play community in general, I've always heard the things about the gay events and the straight events. And granted, having both have, having both is perfectly fine. It's when when so, when either the straight people want the the pan people want to just be like, oh, there's too many gays in this event, or the gay people is just like, oh, there's like there's always some type of frightening, frightening, and just like, uh. So, so my always my my thing to always ask a lot of people was just like, well, then what are you here for? As are you here to hook up? Are you here to make friends? Because everyone here's I think is just mutually into the same vibe. Like we could just sit there and talk to each other. Like you don't have to just come to a um a diaper party to just fuck. Like I don't want to just fuck everybody that I know. So, um. It's it all depends on like what your like the interpretation of what you wanted to be part of, you know? Right, right. And you brought up your littles party, and it's going to be your yeah. one year anniversary on uh, February twenty fourth. Are you excited? I'm stupid excited. I am. It's I can't believe it's been a year, and and at this space. Um, Did you think you were going to get to a year? I was praying on it. Yeah, <laughs> I was. It's been definitely been a prayer for me to at least get to a year, but um, honestly, the fact that we've gotten to this point is just a blessing, and uh, I I can't thank everybody enough that's just been involved to to help make this this such in the most amazing years for just not just the Littles Party, but for the New York City. Um, ABDL's community, it's it's been the joyous ride of my life. Honestly, Aww. it's been wonderful. It's 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 truly it's been oh. truly fucking hell of a ride. It's your little proud jewel. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I'm excited for more. What's your <laughs> What's your favorite memory from one of them? Is there like one moment that you're just like, ah, oh, this is so special. I'm just gonna keep this in my heart forever. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. You know what? You know what drives me though. Hmm. What it there? There's so many event. There's so many things that just that I could cherish the moments of my life. But what drives me crazy and insane is the amount, the the length that people are willing to go for an event mm -hmm. and an event that they know they could just go to. Like I know people travel for diaper diaper active and uh, over there. Mm -hmm. I know people travel because I I I'm I I will be traveling soon. <laughs> I will be going out there, but to receive people from freaking Taiwan and wow. freaking Australia and France and Manchester, England and Toronto and Chicago and Fort Lauderdale and texas and mexico like it's, hundreds of miles hundreds of miles hundreds of miles and just to specifically 
specifically go to the vets. It's yeah. just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, it, yeah. No, well, that's why when I go to diaper active and stuff, like, yes, it's, it's so nice to see like old friends and, and, you know, acquaintances and online friends. But when I always see like, and you'll know what I'm talking about, right? Like that one diaper person that's standing in the corner of the room holding the drink, wide eyed, petrified. I'm always like, I need to go up to this person. This person could have traveled hundreds of miles to be here. And right, like that's half the battle is getting there. But then once you get there, you're kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know anyone. That's why I'm always kind of like, I need to go talk to this person because I don't know where they've come from. They've probably traveled hundreds of miles. And it always yeah. warms my heart when they like, I see them opening up and like I introduce them to a friend group and then they're off, you know, snoofing each other's diapers in the corner of the room because I'm like, finally, you're getting the experience that like, I think everyone should have at these diaper events. There goes your fantasy. <laughs> There goes the fantasy experience of your lifetime that you ever want to experience. Now that you have that, you can go home and just tell everybody it was real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's why that's why I think these like I think all diaper events around the country are so critical because they're the only time Agreed. when when you can meet and mingle and snoof and have fun with other diaper people without this idea of like oh you're 100 miles away we're only gonna have like an afternoon together no it's like you're at a bar this is the space this is the space to let go this is the space to have fun yeah and not only that this is an opportunity for you to meet other people and build connections that you haven't built before or even rekindle rehash connections that you have had online for years i had this one there oh there was this one right uh th this one guy came in who was just like oh i'm meeting someone that i've been talking to for four years and we have not met yet at the type of party i said okay so i'm gonna stand right next to you until you meet this person because i want to see the looking face when y'all both see each other and when they both saw each other they was like yeah and it was just like super oh. cool and i was just like yeah that's that's cool that's at your event too so that probably made you feel very special you got to like was, be the landing ground for this meeting it was it's super cool it's like it's like wow and you know having like you said having these events is so crucial like i didn't know how bad people yearn for it until like it's actually there and in the moment that is there once they have it in their grasp it's just like wow i can't let this go so have and people's lives change when they go to diaper events it's such oh, yeah. a it's such a joy it's such a joy ah oh, i love doing this <laughs> And that's why that's why like to tie it back to like the overarching theme to the to the episode that's why I feel like w those prejudices need to be like held at the door right like the the night is usually these events are only like 4 5 hours long we yeah. don't have we don't have time to to squabble at these events we don't have time to walk in and feel like uh I'm not I'm not good enough to be here we only right. have four hours at these events. That's why I think it's so critical and crucial that you just if any quarrels you have, just put them at the door. At the end of the day, we're people that piss and shit ourselves. Some of us shit ourselves. Most people piss themselves. But you know what I mean. 
Hey, like, Matt. Like, <laughs> leave, it, <laughs> leave it at the door. Like, it, we only have four hours, five hours most at these events. Make the most of it. Exactly. And I, uh, I think it's important key not only to just leave, leave your problems behind at the door, but enjoy the present moment of where you at today. Because as you said, these events don't happen a lot, a lot. And for the Littles Party, this is the third time that I have done this in the first time in this space that has been over a year. And who knows what can happen next month or the next month or the next month or if like a space shuts down and just like, well, we are not here no more. And that would just be it. We just have to enjoy those times that we have and just be free. Yeah. 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 So my second to last question to you is where do you see the littles party going? Right. So you're going to, you're going to have your one year. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be magical. Mm -hmm. But where where are we where are we seeing it in the future? Are you are you gonna change anything? Are you hoping like maybe one day you could do this? What what is in store for Kenzo's Littles party? Oh, <laughs> this has been in the back of my head for a while, and I've I've been talking to Noah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Noah's been looking at me like, girl, <laughs> like no no, <laughs> but I've been wanting to do a convention. Kenzo's convention. I mean, Casey. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, and we'll throw out. But um, everything, everything has been growing so fast and so beautifully, and like our community has been growing. And I know we have a lot going. Like we have a lot, like Capcom, Stomatica's coming up soon, and then with West Coast Jungle Jam and all these other, um, all these other stuff. I just feel like we need something, an- another something here, and especially my, in New my, York. Yeah, well, not in New York City because it's expensive. <laughs> well, okay, on, <laughs> maybe on the East Coast. East Coast. Yeah, like like Hudson Valley, all the like somewhere's in the vicinity up there. Okay, but like we, I, my hands has been itching to want to do like a weekend thing, like mm-hmm. a all weekend thing. And so I've been trying in the back of my and like on my little Google Chrome computer, just calculating every single thing that we could put like ideas and notes and even talking to like different hotels here and there, just picking their brains, trying to figure out price quotes and raise monies and all this good stuff. So I've just been. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. It's- because I'm a firm believer in resolutions, what's one actionable item you could take right now to further this dream? Get a price of a hotel. All right. And a, on, a, on a proper hotel that actually would want to do it. Okay. In one year, I'm going to ask you this question. We're going to see where you are on this, on this, on, ah, this, dream, on this dream, <laughs> on this dream, on this dream train. And then one year from now, I'm like, wow, the date is. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, reserve me a ticket. I'm going, baby. You have to. You'll be. You'll. We'll do a live newsies, newsies podcast right there on the stage. Oh be gosh. like, 
So two years ago, we said that we were gonna do this, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yes, I'm so yes, I'm I'm down a hundred percent. All right, last question. Picture it. Sicily, nineteen eighty-two. No. <laughs> <laughs> what words of advice would you give a younger pup, Kenzo? What words of advice would you give a young black kinkster? What What do you wish you knew then? That I am stronger than I think that I am. Mm. That showing who I want to be and who I need to be for myself rather than who the world wants me to be and needs me to be is a completely different diaspora of myself and showing up for myself and needing for myself is much more important and will show much more authentically than needing for everybody else. And that's what I would tell myself. Just be you and live and fuck it up. <laughs> and everyone in sight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pup Kenzo, for coming to Newsy's Nook, talking about your littles party and the state of... And be and being an example of black excellence. I mean, you like when I think of people in our community that just shine so bright and such and set such a good example, you're always at the top of my list. Oh, thank you. And so are you. Thank you for everything you have done. Like you inspired the whole entire world through your voice and have traveled universally into this atmosphere teaching the world and teaching the children on who we are and who we are supposed to be so for that god bless and thank you well thank you bye bye All right, kiddos, before we go, I just want to say Pup Kenzo is just one of many people of color in the King community that could have been featured. I hope this month you reach out to a POC that inspires you and tell them how much they mean to you. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye.